Ryan Anthony with brand new debut, Mozzie. Uh, you can get that at Spotify. He's one part of the band Skank Daddy. I got a signed copy by him right next to me, and he is a good friend of myself, the podcast, Tommy Whitcomb, and now the people tremendous, the Sydney community, and your ears. That's a cool tune. I like it. Yeah. Very, uh, do you watch Twin Peaks? Yes. I yeah. mean, I didn't watch it, but I, I, tr- I tried to get into it, and I just realized why I didn't watch it. <laughs> why? Because it never made sense. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. Yeah, it never made sense. But I think that that song sounds like if Nine Inch Nails did the score for The Breakfast Club. Yeah, I saw you write that. And, tell, and give me your thought process behind that. Um, I remember The Breakfast Club doing... Uh, 80s music is really distinct to me because I'm not a big fan of it. And so okay. when I hear synth and stuff like that, I'm like... Oh, but when something sticks out, I'm like, oh, I really like this. And Breakfast Club, the soundtrack I loved. And What's were, on The Breakfast Club? A lot of Bowie. Okay. Um, they've got some... Um, See, this is like my, my 80s knowledge is not that good. But like they got some really good stuff on 80s there. 80s films, though. You're a big Karate Kid guy as well. Fuck yeah. Speaking of, I just watched the f- uh, first two episodes of Cobra Kai last night. Is that night. good? Oh, yeah. It's so, much, it's so much fun. Like there's a scene where, it, uh, you know, like um, Johnny, the bad guy, mm. in the in the original, he's got a new student because uh, he's just opened up Cobra Kai. He's like the good guy of the new series, It's kind right? of very well written. It's switch sort of thing. Like the, protag- the um, antagonist becomes the protagonist and so forth. But uh, he's got a student and the... Um, the memorable scene with Mr. Miyagi is saying, you know, wax on, wax off. This is the technique that you have to clean the, the car kind of thing. The kid is sort of cleaning. Um, Johnny's sort of student is sort of cleaning a window like that. And he goes, hey, is there, is there any way you want me to clean this specifically? And he goes, no, nah, I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's really well written. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you, did you do karate at school? Uh, no, um, I was like my well, dad, my dad like spat on it immediately. He yeah, was just like, fuck. stay away from that. My, I, I remember getting signed up for it when I was a kid and when I was like four or five and I was like, this is going to be the coolest shit ever. And they're like, I'm going to do Hadoukens. Hey, oh, <laughs> and they're like, uh, you know, less street fighter, more contemporary dance with all these fucking <laughs> carters we're doing. I hated it so much. And then so you're much. like, but what if I just do this and punch you in the face? And they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> do this. <laughs> and see, I defeat you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. I actually remember having a karate teacher telling me very explicitly being like, look, at the end of the day, if you're ever in a real fight that you're really worried for yourself and you just need to get out of there, just kick him in the balls and run away. And I was like, I fucking hate this place. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is an awful, awful I'm not even going to call this a dojo. This is a, a strip mall. <laughs> uh, you got you had many gigs this week? You do any? Uh, no, I've had a kind of chill one this week. I, um, I did sort of, I set up a... Seizure, a local Sydney room runner and uh, comedian Seizure Kaiser runs a bunch of bunch of rooms in Sydney, and he's also running a competition um, for comedians. And you can with a cash prize, you got to come back every week and keep winning rounds. And I signed up to it last year, and I got there, and I did not. I realized that I was it was unfair for me to be in it. And I said to Seizure, "Can I just do the ten minute spot, like the the feature spot? Um, I feel bad just doing this." And he goes, "Yeah, you're kind of right, uh, but I can't give you the feature spot. Just do the." And I, I ended up just leaving. But I hit him up for the 10 minute spot again and he went to go and put me in the competition via email. And I was like, no, I don't want to be in the competition. Can you just give me the, and he says, why? And I go, cause I'm better than them all. <laughs> and he goes, uh, he goes, well then just go to win the cash prize. And I said, are you, are you going to be the judge? And he says, no. And I, and I was like, all right, I'm in then put, put me in then kind of like, that's fine. Cause I don't think he'd let me win. $3,000. Yeah, that's right. So I'm just going to try and take everyone's lunch. But, um, be, okay. At least as far as I understand it, Excuse me. Um, the at least the last time they ran it, it's done by like audience voting. 
Every time you buy a drink, you get a voting slip and you get to you get to vote. That sounds fair to me. I'd be down with that. Well, it's fair until like there is one comedian in the scene. The guy who won it last time has like eleven children and they all came to every gig. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's like, true. That is I know you're right. Actually, <laughs> I'm gonna have to just be so good that they're like, "Sorry, Dad, this guy." But uh, that is so funny. They betray their father. Yeah. Well, comedy. You know, what are you gonna lie to him in the car? <laughs> you can't. <laughs> but uh, no, no, no. But uh, I like that because I've been part of competitions where the the the, the judges were the ones running the room and they would just love this guy who would come every week and they would just laugh at him because he would bomb. Oh, and like, and and when he was in the competition, no one else was laughing. I crushed the competition when, when no, one, no one else was laughing at this guy except for the judges losing their minds at the front table at him that for bombing. And then they gave him the prize. And I was just like, fuck these competitions. I was- uh, Who's this? Um, it was the- we, the can, we can cut it out later, but who, who was the comedian? The comedian was- Tremendous- Oh, yeah, and right. it was the Energy Boys. The Energy oh, Boys of were laughing. The fucking Energy Boys. Yeah, that's such fucking. I mean, with for, for somebody that uh, claims to have so much energy, where you at? <laughs> you know what I mean? Where you burning these calories? But um, but yeah, no, no, no. It was those guys, and I was like, you know, fuck competitions. I'm out of what, this. One game. of my one of my favorite ever ironic wins in a comedy competition was a roast battle. Were you at the roast battle between Gavin Scott and Dave Noble? Oh yes, yes, yeah. Oh, and he goes, fuck. and he goes, uh oh. <laughs> Dave, Dave Noble the whole night is so nervous, like he's shaking beforehand because it's like he's got to tell fifteen jokes about Gavin, and he's not confident in any of them. And I remember he starts off, he tells the first one, it doesn't go great, but he gets a little bit of a laugh, and he can tell he's a bit rattled. The second one, he goes, uh, uh, Gavin Scott's a rather large gentleman for for those unaware of who Gavin Scott is on this podcast. He goes, uh, Gavin. Uh, Gavin uh, once thought about joining a gym to lose some weight, but uh, instead he decided to eat a pie. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Zero laughs and panicked. Yeah. Oh, and, and then he, uh, and he won. He won the. And then I remember because Ben Caution was hosting. He's like, I know none of them were because of the jokes, but I've never laughed harder than at Dave Noble going. Oh no, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there, and like I could see. Yeah, and that's another one of those ironic wins. I think um, you were robbed once on a roast battle, if I was, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, uh, I don't know if I was. I don't know if I was robbed. I, I think uh, no, I don't think I was robbed on either of them. I think they were they were t tight calls. Tristan Hayes destroyed me. Yeah, Tristan Hayes is this weird kind of like Monty Python esque anti comedy guy. And I remember seeing Jack Wright before the gig. Uh, before the battle, and he's like, man, t one of two things is going to happen tonight. Either you're <laughs> going to wipe the floor with Tristan, or Tristan is going to curl up into a ball, lie down on the floor, and you're going to trip over him. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Jack Wright is one of my favorite comedians. He told this 90 sec Tristan told this 90-second joke about how he came over to my house once and in my house in the living room was framed on the wall a crisp white linen shirt. And then I made him look at it and I remarked on how beautiful it was. And that Tristan's like, it's a really nice shirt. And Tristan was like, and, and, but Tom said, no, Tristan, don't you understand? I want to be this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you do? What the fuck do you do? He's so funny. I fucking love him, dude. Yeah, he's very got, funny. He's, uh, yeah, he makes me laugh on a regular basis. But okay. Um, Something happened to me this week at a gig. Monday night. So it's the, tw it's the 25th of January, the day before Australia Day. I was at Coogee, the Coogee Bay Hotel. And it's absolutely heaving with people. A lot of people wearing Australia Australian flag T-shirts and stuff. And uh, there's a massive line to get in. It also happens to be your birthday. 
the day before. This is the day before my birthday. This gotcha. is Monday before. So the night, you know, Australia Day Eve. Some of those people are going to be awake until the next day. Oh, for sure, and all the way through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so uh, there's a huge line to get in, and uh, our mate Alex, who runs the night, told me, "Oh, when you get there, just let us know, and I'll come and let you in." And I took uh, Oliver Twist. Oliver Twist, very funny comedian uh, of Rwandan descent, and that will uh, become clear why I've included that in a second. We get to the front, we call Alex, and he comes out to let us in, and they're like, okay, cool, you can come in, just make sure you sign in first. So they've got the QR code, I start scanning it. While I'm scanning it, I hear the bouncer, who's probably this, like, 60-year-old white dude, go, uh, hey, where, uh, where are you from, mate? And I was, like, with the Rwandan guy behind me, I'm like, someone tells me that's not a question for me. (laughs) <laughs> and Ollie doesn't react, and he goes, "Mate, uh, what what's uh, what nationality do you do you uh, come from?" And Ollie turns around, and he's like, uh, "I'm from Rwanda. Am I still allowed to come in?" And the guy has like, "Oh no 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 no! It's just uh, my 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 wife's Kenyan, and uh, I know you're not Kenyan, but uh, I, I was wondering if you spoke Swahili. I wanted to practice my Swahili on you." <laughs> and I was like, "This situation turned 180 really quickly." I know, I know. Like uh, this, uh, I thought he, if it was just a French guy. You wouldn't even bat an eye. <laughs> you would have been like, "Oh, where are you, uh, Mercy?" Like, you know, like, you know I mean? like, it'd be like, "I'm a little rusty." But, uh, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Oliver does. Uh, he, I feel like he gets a little bit. Um, I mean, like, uh, where's he? Is he actually from Rwanda? Yeah. So he's from Rwanda, and he was a, he was a refugee, and then he went to. I can't remember where he went. He went to a different African country and was in an, a refugee camp for a couple of years. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's the one I remember him saying kind of thing. Because I remember there was this audience member in the front row who had been there. It wasn't Rwanda. And I can't believe I'm blanking on it, but um, they were in the front row, and uh, he just asked this random white girl in the front row. He goes, "Have you ever been here?" And she goes, "Yeah." And he goes, "Really?" And he goes, "And she goes, yeah, yeah. I was there for like six months." And he goes, "Really?" And he goes, "Oh, did you did you learn to speak the language?" And she goes, "No, I don't really remember any words." And he goes, "You didn't go." <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, "Dude, you just pick one of the most obscure African," <laughs> and like uh, she she had nailed it, and then he was like. Not good enough. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Uh, no, I like uh, Ollie's all right. He's a good. Uh, so, guys, you might have actually heard before this podcast began, we are actually sponsored. So, so sponsored. We got our first miniature sponsorship. And when I say that we got sponsored, I mean that uh, they sent us some tremendous equipment. Uh, the PSO right. It's a. Um, isn't it? It's just the so right, isn't it? Isn't the PSO is the so right? I'm pretty sure it's called the PSO, right? Or is it maybe the, just the so right? Because you were saying, what's the muscle it's made for? It's so for, as. So as, which is spelled P-S-O-A-S. But it does have multiple, like you can use it on your lower back. You can lose it, use it on your like your quads, your uh, hamstrings. So ex- explain what it is. It's like, it's a double grooved sort of back um, loosening sort of back. Uh, it, looks like a, it looks like a little plastic U, a little plastic U yeah. shape with like two little prongs sticking up in the air. That's right. Yeah. Sort of and plastic it, U shape. And it's, and it's made out of really like hard, unforgiving plastic. And it hurts like fuck. It, and if you're a pussy like me, don't buy one. Because <laughs> but I actually, well, look, this is the thing. Um, they also spike, uh, they also sponsor um, UFC recent, uh, Victoria, uh, victory winner, uh, victory having, <laughs> victory winner, victory having, uh, well, that's, I guess what we both have in common. We're both winners. Uh, Michael Chandler. Michael oh, yeah. Chandler is, he is so right guy? yeah, he's a so right guy. And, um, if, if it's right for Chandler, it's right for me. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, guys, so we, we actually have the, the so right. We're going to, I might just make like a little video for the so right. And, uh, we'll, we'll get you guys maybe like a, uh, a, what do they call it? A discount code? Yeah, sure. We'll just get a is, that, is that something that they've said we can do? Well, I just got to email them and ask them for it and be like, hey, guys, we got some, uh, you know, we got some response about this. Here's the discount code. 
voila. Yeah, nice. And uh, but yeah, guys, we got the so right. Uh, prepare for an um, a video that we might that we may or may not make. Uh, but it's uh, yeah, the first sponsorship up uh, onwards. And uh, Elliot, I've actually got a second sponsorship for us for us today, and this is a bit, will be a bit of a surprise to you. But I'm getting on board. Uh, your personal business, Bondi mm. Cleaning Co. That's right. No, I, I'm 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 going to reach out to to you right now and say that I uh, I would love for you to sponsor our podcast because I've got some business ideas for you. Okay. Well, I'm skeptically skeptically uh, optimistic. Skeptical. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, yeah. I don't know why you're skeptical because branding's what I do, Elliot. This is my, this is my job. But helping job people is, is not. No, that's true. Especially you. <laughs> you're like the Grinch offering to help with Christmas. I'm like, what? what, what, what that <laughs> Santa, let me hold those bags for you. <laughs> All right. So here's my thought process. Right. Thousand cleaning companies out there, aren't mm-hmm. there? They're just there's there's too many to count. How many cleaning companies there are? How are we gonna set aside Bondi Cleaning Co? Okay. All right. So, have you thought about this? What, what is your point of difference? What are you going to offer your fine customers that other other cleaning companies can't? Um, sparking sparkling quality that you can't find uh, from any other immigrant. Mm, any well, you, you you can only you can only uh, you can only get the Bondi Cleaning Co. Sparkle from Elliot Rovetti and uh, Co. Yeah, but I think this is your problem: is that you aren't. As much as you did get told by some guy on the roads to go back to your own country, I think he might be the only person in Sydney who would mistake you for a real immigrant. <laughs> That's right. And I just don't know if, if there's a whole lot of trust in, in the, the Rovetti name. <laughs> Why? Because of all the news? The because current of, affairs? Because <laughs> of all the current affairs. Because it's trending on Twitter right now. All right, so I've, I've got some thoughts. I mean, I think here's what we need to do, Elliot, is we need to combine your skill of cleaning with some other skills that you have in your life, other resources that you have, okay? okay. So the obvious one you got to go to is uh, stand-up cleaning, <laughs> which is where you do a full hour-long set while you vacuum their house. <laughs> what do you think? You gotta, you, you're going to have to... It, either you're going to have to get the whole house cleaned in under an hour... Or you're gonna have to write new jokes. I'm gonna have to get my best bits done in where the acoustics are the best, <laughs> in like the bathrooms, and yell the punchline. Yeah, yeah. When you do it, yeah, do your really worst material while you're vacuuming. So does that mean that they have to stand and watch me? They have to follow you around the house <laughs> as you do your stand-up routine. So wait, do I have to have a new hour every time I come back? <laughs> <laughs> or do I recycle the same yeah, one? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm on the cleaning circuit right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's I think there's some legs in this. I think this is the best place to start for you. What about if I do like uh like if you're into average bodied uh guys and I can do shirtless or uh you know shirtless and and short short underwear uh cleaning and you can just like follow me around and be weird. Oh, except okay. as long as you as long as you keep on more clothes than I'm wearing. Or 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 uh, we we build into another niche this podcast is slowly emerging out of which is uh foot fetish cleaning. <laughs> where you clean everything in the house purely with your feet. <laughs> <laughs> like we'll get you some little like uh, mop socks, like socks that have frilly ends on them that you can use to clean their like ice skate around their kitchen and mop oh the tiles. My God. You know, you can. I'm sure we could teach you how to hold some Windex. I do like your wax toes. on, wax off. With <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they stand on the other side of the shower while you wax on, wax off with your feet. This is gonna be like my training that'll help me come back and like get a vengeance and stuff. I'll be I'll be multi dexterous. <laughs> like I could just like jump, like I'm a gorilla. Like I can just jump on my <laughs> never like. Uh, yeah, no, um, not doing anything with my feet. Okay, all right. Um, except uh, killing the game in the foot. I'm not going to get into it too much, but in the foot realm, I'm making. I'm a. I'm a. We'll, I don't, we'll, we'll, I'm a mover and a shaker. We're gonna. We'll do a foot update after the next break. All right. I've, I've, we got some polls to go through. We're gonna see if the foot oracle 
still stands. The spirit is with us. May the uh, force be with. May the foot be with me. Okay, so no foot fetish cleaning, no stand up cleaning. Uh, the other option is like I get involved in this and and we do some tremendous cleaning. And I'm thinking, what can I bring to the table? Uh, the clean house, clean urine, double double digit combo. <laughs> Uh, so I'm thinking this is for like government employees or fly and fly out employees, people working in the mines who need to have drug tests frequently. And considering that your urine would just be a hot mess of banned substances. Yeah, meanwhile, mine, mine, clean as you like. It, it is. Get any like, it's like a newborn's. But I think that you also have the demeanor and the face of a butler. I think that you got really good butler face, and well, like, and that way I must have learned it imitating all my butlers growing up. <laughs> <laughs> but if, I reckon if our if our clients need some uh, some butlers, then you'll be you'll be the guy, and then I can be like the pool guy that comes in, sleeps with a wife, and uh, you know make ask you to get me a mojito, and then uh, gets out of there. I don't see what any of this has to do with my urine. This is what I'm trying to. I've got an untapped resource here, Elliot. The butler always gives the urine. Everyone knows that. <laughs> All right. I thought that some of this might might drift by the wayside. You might not be too keen on it, which is why I've created an ad for, for I think, the strongest of the ideas. Oh, I think goodness. you're going to love this one. You ready? Okay. Is your house filthy, but you're too filled with rage to clean? Are you too busy plotting the downfall of your nemesis to vacuum? Well, kill two birds with one brick with Bondi Cleaning and Revenge Co. Whether it's kitchens or quarrels, gardens or grudges, verandas or vendettas, there's nothing our team of Sicilian soap scrubbers can't take care of. Call us now for your free introductory consultation. Please, come in, grab a seat. Excellent. So we reviewed your file, and we think we, we have an excellent solution to your situation. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to find where your ex-boyfriend lives, uh, drive past on a motorbike, and hurl a brick through his front window. <laughs> what do you think? A uh, bit extreme. Okay, understood. The, the deluxe package isn't for everybody. Uh, what about this? We find out where your ex-boyfriend lives, we drive past on a motorbike, and hurl a rock through his front window. S still a bit much... All right, listen, lady, if you can think of a better thing to throw through his window, I'm all ears. <laughs> Act now and we'll throw in a second projectile totally free. And today we're proud to introduce our brand new Revenge and Regret package. If your conscience is weighing heavy with the damage and destruction that you incited, for a nominal fee, Bondi Cleaning and Revenge Co. will visit your <laughs> and clean up the mess we made. Bondi Cleaning and Revenge Co. A clean house... And an even cleaner slate. Oh my goodness. You know what? I don't think I could turn that down. I love that. The people tremendous. Guys, if you think that that's a business idea that I could be rocking with, that I think that you think would uh, fit my disposition, please reach out. Let us know because uh, I think I'm a fan of it. I just want to hear some traction, and uh, that's fucking hilarious, dude. That's he doesn't even have to do any cleaning. Just the revenge. <laughs> just the revenge. It'll just turn into a revenge car, like a, an international revenge car. I, revenge consultancy. Revetti revenge consultancy. I become like the mechanic. Like, <laughs> I'm just killing people with bow ties that start strangling you slowly and stuff like that. <laughs> that's fucking awesome, dude. Oh, man. That sounds like a great opportunity to cut for one more ad. Did you know in the age of mobile phones and social media, children get bullied three times as frequently as they did a decade ago? Studies show this new age of cyberbullying is resulting in unprecedented stress, anxiety and depression in today's bullies. 
That's why we at Tremendous Studios pulled together the Tremendous Bully Retreat. Three days of rest, relaxation, and getting back to your bullying roots. From workshops on Chinese burns and wedgies, to seminars where real-world dorks share the best ways to get to their insecurities, the Tremendous Bully Retreat will help your child rediscover their inner ruffian and learn to love bullying again. The Tremendous Bully Retreat. Stop hitting yourself. from Ireland, uh, we've got a lady, uh, lady Hello tremendous. to the Tremendous Boys, my name is Kay, I live in Ireland, I really appreciate your podcast and obviously it's reached this far, so fair play to you guys. Um, I have a little bit of a scenario here, I work with children and they have obviously their own issues, but they're trying to like break up with their friend groups without being a dickhead, and I try to compare it to adulthood, and like how do you break up with an adult friend without being a dickhead? So any circumstances you've had before or any advice you can give would be great. Thank you very much. It's a great question, Kay. Very good question. I've uh, been dripping in examples. Uh, Tom, would you like to go first? Oh, I think like, I don't even know. If, I, I think the only examples, but this is probably going to speak very uh, openly to, to the differences between you and I and imagine because I'm, I'm taking the passive aggressive route. I think the only way to really break up with a friend is, is to use like the teenage breaking up with a girl kind of technique that a lot of my friends use, which was just start ignoring them until they stop asking you to do things. That's 100% what I do. Like, yeah. because, because if it's benevolence, like if it's so hard to, if, look, if, if it's hostile, I know how to speak that language and I can be like, hey buddy, we're never talking again. But if they're nice, then it's hard to like justify not having time for them. Yeah, you can't just like, if, if you're just cutting them out because you're better off without them as opposed to because they've done anything negative. You can't go at them. Like I used to hang out with this kid that uh, when I was a little kid, um, we'll have to cut out his name. Tremendous. Um, and he's the, he was the loveliest guy. Even to this day, the loveliest guy. I come to a bunch of my comedy shows and stuff. But he would always ask me to come to like Christian events. Oh, no. Christian events. And I'm like, dude, like I used to be a Jehovah's Witness. Even if I hadn't, like I would be, had I would have no interest in going to a Christian event. You know that's, what I mean? That's such a nightmare to me. I think like... Have you ever heard, I'm going to use someone else's story right now, but he's a fan of the pod, I'm sure he'll appreciate it. Sam Menzies, have you heard his Hillsong experience? No. He went to a Hillsong concert, was dragged along by Oof. this friend when he was, I think he was in his, I think he was in his teens. And uh, they, at one stage, they get everyone to close their eyes. That just makes me want to drink hearing Hillsong. Oh God. They made everyone close their eyes and the pastor goes, um, I want you all to stand up if you love Jesus. And Sam Menzies being there for the first time is like, I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to make it so that you can tell the people who aren't standing up, I'm going to stand up like everybody else. He stands up. The pastor says, all right, open your eyes. Looks up. There's six people standing up. It was like a technique that they would use to identify the people who were there for the first time and then brought them all on stage and asked them to like basically make an oath towards Hillsong. Is that insane? Insane behavior. That's like they, uh, they, they get you. They get you right away. Judas. But uh, yeah, no. And even like to this day, uh, as an adult, at least as an adult, like even with comedians today, like I have so many friends that I don't have the time to hang out with, let alone make friends with you and even figure out if I like you. You know what I mean? Like get like, I just do not have the time. So what are we? You're got? lucky. We get one day a week, Tom. So oh God, lucky, am I? <laughs> yeah. What do we? Uh, what do we tell Kay? What do we tell Kay to tell these young minds, these young tremendous potential fans? These young scallywags. I would just tell them. Um, I would. I would put the question on them. I would say, uh, Do you think this is going anywhere? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Do yeah. you think this is going anywhere? Look, I'm going to go and hang out with, you know, Jerry by the Play-Doh. You go and hang out by the Lego. We'll see each other. Let's be polite. But like, uh, <laughs> let's be civil. But like, you know, this is over. Um, and also <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, just tell them to get, in, get ahead of it. Be the adult that uh, you wish you were. Say, say that to them. Be like, I wish that I had the courage to tell the kids in primary school or preschool that I didn't like, that I don't have time for them. And uh, this is your opportunity, pal. Uh, as far as my advice goes, kids, just ignore them. Just don't talk to those kids anymore and act like everything's fine. That's and when they you should do. And when they ask you, like, hey, is everything cool? Be like, yeah, everything's totally cool. It's like, oh, cool. Do you want to do something after school? Can't. I can't do this afternoon or Hang all it. this week. It's a bad time for me. <laughs> I'm hanging out with your brother. <laughs> <laughs> your cooler, older brother. <laughs> do, you, do you have a contact for somebody with alcohol? No? <laughs> uh, brother. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Uh, I think that's a great question. Keep the questions coming, guys. That way we can play the theme song that way we can keep dun, 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 it dun, 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 rocking dun, 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 hotline schools out apparently guys um <laughs> guys uh tom what are we going into next what are we got oh, you, you know I've, I've, I've got something Pout. hot for you but in line with everything else today i am not on top here we go What update? Goodness. <laughs> what does that have to do <laughs> with feet? That's the, that's the cartoon Running. Oh. That starts with this is... Oh, it's all... That's, that's, that's Flintstones getting the yeah, car moving yeah, noise. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's the best that's I can come niche. up with. That's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think so. Foot update. Mm. So here's where we're at with the... with. The, well, Elliot, why don't you tell us where we're at with the feet? Did you um, notice that I bleeped? Like that. You notice how I bleeped your uh, your username out of the last podcast? It's pretty fucked that you did that. Um, but um, <laughs> well, you edit the podcast then. Okay, so I've got a lot of different techniques. I'm actually almost thinking about uh, different techniques, like um, oh, okay, okay. So I'm I'm I've gotten I've gotten a lot of people reaching out about wanna, the segment. Should, should we? All right. Do you want to just explain the segment in case we have any first time listeners? In case you're a first time listener, real quickly, give me a 10 second exp- explanation. If I go over, just uh, you know, whatever. Um, we, I made Tommy a bet that uh, I could sell twenty dollars worth of feet picks on the internet or in person, wherever I could sell twenty dollars worth of feet picks um, before February fifteenth. If if I can pull it off, Tommy has to go and sell twenty dollars worth of feet picks on the street uh, for an hour, or or unless he uh, until until he earns twenty dollars. It's the feet in the street competition, and we're giving you an update. And what I've uh, thought, what I've got, I've got a lot of people reaching out, and one of my favorite sort of um, recommendations was paint your foot like a female feet, like a female foot, and uh, Photoshop it so that it, like Photoshop the veins and the hair out. So that you're actually selling it as a female foot. Okay. And that way you can actually, um, uh, you don't have to go through the process of saying that it is like a a male foot. Um, Otherwise, I've heard a lot of people and multiple, like pretty much everybody has mentioned Reddit. They've gone, go to Reddit. The freaks, like things that you never thought would exist, are a subreddit with, with more popularity than your Instagram could ever hope to be. So uh, just to be clear, so your first technique is learn Photoshop. (laughs) <laughs> I have people that want me to win this competition <laughs> to, and to, they will Photoshop it for to me. To buy and install Photoshop to make your feet look... But No, I'm going to get my girlfriend to uh, paint them as well. That That's the equivalent of going to the gym. I might make, like, that's the eye of the tiger moment. I might make, like, part of the compilation video. Paint, paint the toes. Paint the toes See, and, from, like, groom them the, up, shave the foot. From the research that I've been doing, and it has been exhaustive into the foot fetish community. 
I've been spending a lot of time. I think I don't think painted toes. I don't think that's what they're into. They're really? They definitely they like. Uh, so we're gonna do a little bit more. Uh, of the, Fuck, how did I not know that? What are my people getting my <laughs> info? People, I need the intel. The <laughs> you guys got to do good reconnaissance. But I, I, I just you, you're not getting. I don't, I don't feel you're not getting to the heart of the problem here, which is that there are so many people selling pictures of their feet online. Yeah, and some of them are, most of them are actual women who also post photos of what they look like attached to the You face. know what? I learned this because I used to sell fragrance and skin skincare, right? Mm. And what I learned was how do you distinguish between your fragrance and skincare between everyone else, right? Like how does that... Uh, and what you sell is not the product. You sell the story. Sell me this pen. That's right. That's right. You're selling the story. Feet. You're selling the story. So I am going to maybe sell it with a script or something like a little... Like a, a, like a, like a note. Maybe something like, look, guys... I really never thought that I would ever do this, but I can't afford, you know, blah, 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 and be like, if, look, uh, I never, I don't, like, and make it not sexual, but like, that'll bring out the creeps. That's the chum for the creeps. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm like, guys, I don't want to even be here, but uh, I've got my feet and I don't know if even anyone would want to, Fuck them. <laughs> but, but, uh, but then the, the I'm just chumming the water God. on Reddit kind of thing. But, uh, but yeah, no, so you've got to sell the story. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it on, I'm going to do it on Patreon. I'm going to do it. Not, not, not my Patreon. What's the, um, what's the one where, uh, people go fund me. I'm going to go, go find <laughs> me. Kickstarter. Yeah. I'm going to be like, I'm also going to offer what, what the, what you get. You're going to, this is the content that we're going to be able to post. But here's the, the go, where are you posting on Reddit though, right? You're not, you can't post your GoFundMe on your, on your Facebook and your Instagram. No, no, no. Okay. no. I know the okay. rules. The rules are clear. Okay. That is a very important rule. Everybody. Elliot cannot use his own personal connections or clout or his own name to sell this. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And uh, how many photos of your, of your feet have you taken so far? Can I give a clue? I'm, is there some drop thing that I can, some little clue riddle that I can drop in this podcast for you guys? You sure can, but I can edit it out. So you're going to have to be really <laughs> fucking sneaky. Lovely Souls 92. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Uh, uh, okay, so one thing that we have discovered that is whether you can self-mixture your feet or not, your level of attunement with the foot fetish community is a level that I never would have predicted. Mm. Uh, your ability to predict statistics within one percentage point blew my mind. Tom, what are the, uh, what's the community calling me? What do you mean? What is, what are, what are the, uh, the, the fields in Himalaya? What are they shouting? The, 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 uh, the prophecy that I have heard that a man would step forward with a, an uncanny knowledge of all the toes. And he shall be named the Foot Oracle. That's right. And uh, guys, uh, we're going to see if this the Foot Oracle. Uh, he look, it's it's all, it's a little bit like the Dalai Lama. You know what I mean? Once one once the Dalai Lama dies, uh, they go from village to village, placing out uh, objects that used to belong to the Dalai Lama in front of children that have been uh, thought to be endowed with special powers so that they can have the option to pick whether uh, the, so these monks would come to the child endowed with special powers put out the belongings that used to belong to the <laughs> this is the most <laughs> confusing fucking metaphor no <laughs> i thought what is more, happening i thought the more people had doing? seen the movie what? kundon and then i realized <laughs> nope I, i'm lucky i saw that <laughs> wait no uh, 
We're going to have to cut this out. Okay. No, so- I'm keeping that in for <laughs> sure. The point being, Elliot seems to know a lot about facts about foot fetishes. Oh, no. And look, let's just go back to gra- brass tacks. Let's go back to the real basics. Tell me this, Elliot. What percentage of people do you think have foot fetishes? Men and f- women. Because it is very different, as I'm sure you know. I don't have to tell you. What proportion of the population do you think would have a foot fetish? Men and women included? No, no. What? What? Sorry, I should ask. What proportion of men and what proportion of women? So two answers. Two answers. Okay. Um, I don't think that the answer is going to surprise us in terms of like women have a greater um, love of feet. Like I think that men, ha- I think the older last of feet is on the man side. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a dad bod thing. Um, okay. I think that, that men, if I'm going to say the dominating percentage first, I'm going to say. Sixty two percent. Oh, you think sixty two percent of men have foot fetishes? Well, I'm just guessing what's going in my heart. <laughs> well, like I'm just got in my souls at the moment. No. Okay. That was oh god. This is so. I, so I give, me, give me the give me. The, but, but the spirit might be might hit me now. Okay. So give me the. Uh, I'll go the female side. Go the women. Right. Okay. Okay. So the female side. You scared me with the phone answer. <laughs> I'm gonna I mean, sixty-two percent is a lot, isn't it's it? So many. It's like you it's and two so of many. your friends. My second you answer, like my second answer would be forty-four. For men or for women? Men. Yeah. No. Okay. Well. Okay. But the, for, for, this for, is a real. I've, we really built up the foot oracle thing for you to really come for and the, shit the bed today. But for the <laughs> for the women, it's going to be seven percent. I mean, it's kind of close, but no. <laughs> But you know, here's the Shit. thing. Here is the thing He's that I've not just realised. Here's what I've just realised. It's before we were asking you about the perspectives of foot fetishists. Okay. Now I'm asking you to give me the perspective of the entire world. That isn't the foot oracle's ability. Well, I don't know what 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 my abilities are yet. I well, don't, we're, like, we're still working it out. Them. It's like it's like Professor X's mutant college in That's, here right do now. You remember that scene <laughs> in Spider-Man where he was shooting like the the Pepsi cans in his room and oh, like hitting yeah. the mirror? I'm like. What can I do? <laughs> you know, like at the moment, like. All right, here we go. I like this one a bit better. Did your mum spark your foot fetish? So, <laughs> holy shit! This is a. This is from uh, the uh, the mouse pad, which I'm told is the world's leading foot fetish forum. And this is a uh, only only 63 people in this sample. Did your mum spark your foot fetish? Yes, no, or possibly. Fetish. Yes, no, possibly. Are you asking me or the percentage of people that... I'm asking, did your mum spark your foot... No, I'm asking what proportion of foot Holy fetishes... Holy shit, that's a specific question to get a poll on. Okay, cool. Isn't it great? That's insane. Did okay. your mum spark your foot fetish? And for what it's worth, as far as I can tell, everyone in this forum is taking this very seriously. Whoa, okay. Damn. Okay, so let me... Okay, do you can I also get- share the first, the first comment, which I really hoped was a joke, but became clear was not? <laughs> Technically, it was my stepmother. <laughs> I was like, that is comedic brilliance. And then someone's like, really? It's like, yeah, when my mum le- left my dad when I was 17, our oh. stepmom moved in. I was like, oh man, I thought it was just a great I know pun. where I'm going for my next bits. Okay, so like, uh, okay, so do you want me to guess the percentage for each one? Give me yes. Okay. What, pr- what proportion of foot fetishists self- self-appointed have realised that their mum or stepmum for this shit. matter... Okay, these are realised fetishists. their foot fetish. And remember, you've got yes, no, possibly. So there are three options. Realised fetishist. Okay. Yes is... 
58%. You're off today. Damn. The foot oracle is not with us today. Ah, oh, yeah, the muse has not opened the door. <laughs> Kids, take back your toys or whatever the fuck that <laughs> long I have so much was. merch printed at the moment. <laughs> I really need this to come through. <laughs> we can change it in post. Well, that was all I had for you. I thought it was going to be more exciting than that, but you really did <laughs> not sorry. do it justice. I couldn't perform. I couldn't the only perform. other thing that I had, which uh, which kind of fell away, was uh, there was a whole thing about... Uh, <laughs> I mean, the actual poll was, uh, which of these feet would you love to come on? But it was a list of different celebrities that people were going How many like, celebrities? Uh, there were like... Give me the top three and I'll guess which one was the most. Oh, that's fantastic. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a sec. Let me find this. Uh, the other thing that I read on this which was kind of interesting was uh, they were talking about are you more into the souls or the toes? What do you reckon? Would you be more of a soul guy or a toe, toe guy? Um, for, a, for like stats or do I have to pick a no, preference? No, you personally. Personal preference. Um, souls or the toes? Good question. Maybe more of a soul guy because toe, toes can get fucked up. Like sometimes <laughs> you can have a pretty girl, but she's like, I like hiking. You know what I mean? Or like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Probably a souls guy. Souls guy. From, from what I saw, most people were toes. Most people into toes. For real? Yeah, I think so. Maybe I really need to think about this, but. Uh, okay, here we go. All right. I'll give you the, I'll give you the, the so, okay. <laughs> Context. Uh, this poll began in 2008. So there's going to be some outdated references here. But here were your, here were your top five. Uh, Angelina Jolie, Hilary Duff, Lindsay Lohan, Britney Spears, or Eva Longoria. Holy shit, okay. So who's... Who, who's All right, let's, let's work backwards. Who's number five? Whose feet are you getting rid of? Angelina Jolie, Hilary Duff, Lindsay Lohan, Britney Spears, Eva Longoria. The hottest ladies of 2008. I'm going to say uh, Hilary Duff is at the back. Then we've got Lindsay Lohan. Then, uh, then we who were the last two again? We got and, Angelina uh, Jolie, Eva Longoria, Longoria, and Britney Spears. Then we've got the Spears. Mm-hmm. Then we've got um, Angelina, and then we've got Longoria. Longoria is the number one. Nailed it with number one, Longoria. Longoria is number one. Okay. It was Desperate Housewives time. You know, her feet were on top of the world right then. <laughs> uh, you got everyone thing else. I'm pretty sure in reverse order. So uh, Britney Spears was... So it, it went in order from, from one from one to five. It went Eve Longoria, Hilary Duff, uh, Angelina Jolie, Lindsay Lohan, who, who just missed out to Angelina by 1%, and then Britney Spears, number five. Goodness me. There you go. Not a good day for the foot oracle. Not a, he's definitely not shown up. <sighs> All right, well, uh, that side tells me that it's time for... <laughs> the news you didn't know you needed to know by the people who you didn't know needed to tell you. It's a news. What? News? When? News? How? News? <laughs> Some real freeform jazz there. Yeah, people would, on the street would call it hip-hop. <laughs> uh, probably hip-hop, rap, maybe. I don't know. A British model turns pieces of her labia into designer jewelry. <laughs> um, okay. My first question, are actual pieces of the labia? It must be molds. It's got to be molds of the labia, right? You would hope so. But she's <laughs> going public with necklace with a necklace made with from her uh, privates. Jewelry should always reflect one's personal style, Tom. Don't you agree? Oh, and what is more reflective of one's personal style than their labia? 
I uh, couldn't agree more. Maybe they're um, a-hole. <laughs> if you made like a, an a-hole uh, pendant or something like that. But in the case of British mum, Tracy Kiss, it also uh, memorializes her private parts. Earlier this year, the model-turned-fashion blogger underwent a labiaplasty uh, in part to remove a cyst that doctors said was caused by friction in the area. <laughs> we don't know what caused the friction. Oh, we, we know what caused imagine. the friction, though, don't we? It, we, we it's, it's jogging. <laughs> it's, it's jogging. Jogging. It's jog and also getting power fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but mostly the jogging. The 28-year-old Kiss then blogged, 28, you're 28 years old and you already build up that kind of, uh, you know, um, resume? <laughs> the the, the inner, inner thigh resume? The 28-year-old Kiss then blogged about the experience in a very, very elaborate, de uh, detailed uh, personal blog. Now Kiss is adding another wrinkle to the story. <laughs> that sounds like a jab. Yeah, it does. It also, yeah, exactly. Turns out she saved some of the parts removed during the surgery and turned them into a one-of-a-kind choker. <laughs> For a daughter who's already 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was put in, actually, this is my favorite part. It was put in an Instagram post um, with the hashtags bespoke, crystal, labia, necklace, designer vagina, circumcision, and girl power. <laughs> do, you, do you know how much power the Jews would be producing if it was acceptable to be put to put your uh, genital skin oh, on a necklace? Like they would all just, that would just be like, that would be the strongest fucking hashtag. Anyway. How often have the words circumcision and girl power been put next Jesus to each other? Jesus Christ. I would like, you know, that's insane, dude. Like, uh, I, yeah, I don't know, maybe in, I don't know, Africa, parts of Africa, oh, <laughs> something, something like that. So Kiss decided to make the labia uh, heirloom uh, as a trophy for overcoming the pain of experience uh, it had caused her. You know. I, so is she selling this necklace? No, she's rocking it. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, I also had my breast implants too, but she told the Metro, unfortunately, the surgical fluid they were stored in turned them gray. So I wanted a long-term option of preservation. The skin around Kiss's uh, sex organ also turned gray from surgical fluid as a graphic video. Uh, blah, 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 blah. She perked things up by covering the leftover labia in glitter. Good. I've heard about that. Uh, what do they call it? Vajazzling. Yeah, but she did it on her neck. What? Well, she took the labia kind of thing that grayed after it had been taken oh, off the body. Oh, to turn it into the necklace? Yes, sir. I'll show you a quick photo just to get your little uh, legit reaction. I mean, you wouldn't know it was a labia, would you? No, you wouldn't. I mean, that would be the kind of thing that you sh if she had in her mouth, you wouldn't think of anything of, you know, when you're thinking like it's a pen kind of thing, you know what I mean? But <laughs> if she chews on it while she's thinking. <laughs> that would be the first time she throws it out, which is like, I can't do this. <laughs> All right, I think that's a good wrap-up for the uh, the first article. Tommy, do you want to hit us with a... And you know what? Let me do this little cut here. And that's the news you didn't know you needed to know by the people you didn't know you needed to hear it by at the time you heard it, when you heard it, at a time that was appropriate to hear it. Oh, the Oklahoma lawmaker wants to create an official Bigfoot hunting season. Bigfoot may not be real, but one lawmaker in Oklahoma wants to create a hunting season for him anyway. I want to be really clear that we are not going to kill Bigfoot, said State Representative Justin Humphrey, the Republican behind the bill. This is happening... In politics. You know why? This actually makes perfect sense. This says a lot about how much they respect our intelligence levels because this politician knows that everybody has to purchase a hunting tag 
to hunt Bigfoot. You this can't is just, exactly what is happening. You can't go You've out. You launched straight to the end of this, which is, yes, they want to start putting a hunting tag well, out. I, we don't tell each other the articles before, so we're just going through. But essentially, this is what my logic is telling me, that if a politician is pushing a Bigfoot hunting season, then it's because he wants to make the money from the revenue that would be pushed from a Bigfoot hunting season. Or it's one of those bills which is like attached to something really controversial where it's like, <laughs> so we all agree on the Bigfoot hunting slash women can't vote anymore, Bill? <laughs> I. And then you look up who's sponsoring it. It's like Nambler and you're like, we can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, uh, yeah, no, I, you know what? Uh, that, 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 but can, how expensive would the tag be? And also, if you did pull it off, then they have to shut down the season? Well, they said uh, it would include a $25,000 bounty for anyone who traps Bigfoot. So that's what you would... Uh, you, you stand to earn $25,000, which is not a whole lot of money for finding an animal that no one knows exists. I think a better way to put that is uh, it's not a whole lot of money to waste your life. I think Bigfoot... This is really going to pay off. Bigfoot would be up there with like, if, if anything could be real, I would love Bigfoot to be real. I think that would be great. Um. Yeah. I mean, I suppose because I feel like they offer us the less. He offers us the less, the least amount of threat. Oh, okay. As opposed, to, okay. But you're going straight to aliens then, or anything. Okay. What about uh Bigfoot or Loch Ness monster or Chupacabra? <sighs> what would you most like to be real? Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Yeah. One hundred. Hundred percent. Because he's a mammal, we can be like, "What have you been doing? Like, where yeah. did you go?" Yeah. I think it's probably also the you most likely to get into a zoo. People say the Bigfoot can like step in like, uh, uh, yeah, that's a zoo exactly. Yeah, 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 you definitely go to the zoo to see Bigfoot. I love that you go to like, let's trap this guy and make money off it. But like, obviously, <laughs> what else would you trap him for? <laughs> so we can really a conversation, observe him or eat him. Yeah, they say that he can step in between like dimensions and stuff like that. What? Yeah, some people think that he steps in in and out of dimensions. And that's why we don't see him. So yeah, yeah, okay. But uh, I mean, if you go on deep, like if you watch the Big, Big Bigfoot show. Some people uh, think that he can step in and out of dimensions and stuff like that. And you're like, well, you're never going to catch him then. <laughs> I love how you're like, yeah, it's a small price to pay to waste your life because all of the relative documentaries prove that Bigfoot died out <laughs> at least 700 years ago. <laughs> in fact, if you read the paper out of Stanford, they oh really... Oh my <laughs> God. I love conspiracy theories, but Bigfoot is like one of those things that you just come across and, and then you you meet like the guy from the... I always do this TV show, uh, Finding Bigfoot. And the main guy that's sort of like... And I think he was on Rogan as well was um, Boba. This guy, his name's Bobo, and he's just like, they trolled him on like uh, South Park. And as soon as you meet that guy, you're like, okay, I'm out of this one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Was he was he the man bear pig? Was that what they were based him off? No, no, no. no. They oh, did okay. a, like a direct depiction of this motherfucker. But um, yeah, that's uh, yeah, exactly. Bigfoot, um, yeah, well, Bigfoot is uh, something that I don't care too much of. I think like much like the um, Loch Ness monster or this article. Well, this segment for that matter, yeah. (laughs) Today's podcast is not brought to you by the Fedora. Whether you're uncomfortable in social situations, an amateur magician, or a character from a movie set in the 1950s, the Fedora is the perfect piece of fashion to let the world know you don't belong here. Studies show that pairing a Fedora with any outfit makes you 70% more irritating and 100% less likely to be spoken to. The fedora, it's got personality, just not one anyone wants. All right, Elliot, we're going to wrap this puppy up, as we always do, with our joke of the week. We're back in the doghouse. I'm kind of thinking, just, you know, based on uh, history, uh, I do all the jokes from now on. How do you feel about that? 
Uh, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Whenever, uh, whenever the moment, uh, spa, like whenever the moment tickles me, uh, how about this? You take that job a hundred percent, but whenever I want to do a job, uh, whenever I want to do a joke, um, it's, it's like, you know, that's it. I'm yeah. Doing the yeah. Joke. Which is the same as me doing it from now on. I agree. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> you can try not to laugh, but I'm going to penetrate it. All right. Well, let's go. Okay. Okay. Here we go. A blind man walks into a bar. And it turns out it's a lesbian bar. He didn't realize. And he sits down at the bar and he says to the bartender, I'll have a Jack Daniels. The bartender gives him Jack Daniels and he says, do you want to hear a blonde joke? The whole bar goes silent when he hears it, when they hear him say that. And, uh, the bartender says, oh, you can tell your blonde joke, but uh, since you're a blind man, I, I should probably tell you five things. Uh, number one, I'm blonde and I'm a professional bodybuilder. The woman sitting to your left, she's blonde and she's a professional wrestler. The woman to the other side, she's blonde. She's a black belt in karate. And then we have two bouncers working tonight. They're both blonde as well. So do you still want to tell your blonde joke? And the blind man says, well, no. Not if I'm going to have to explain it five times. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's good great. Job. Tremendous, everybody. Have a good one.